This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Yeah, parking is exciting. I, I was pumped. That got me really excited about it. So how's everybody doing today? Good. Happy New Year a couple weeks in. How many feel like 2020 is just moving at 100 miles an hour? Is it just me? Yeah, I feel like it's, it's, it's moving pretty quick. So I'm excited I get to share with you guys today. My name is Brian, my wife Melissa, and our kids. We've been going to the harbor here for a few years. So we're on the communication team. So if you came to see Darren, I'm sorry. I'm a younger, like bigger version of Darren. So I apologize. Hey, today's pretty special. So today is uh, the 19th of January. I am, yes, he's very excited about January 19th. Um, Yes, Uh, but I, I, listen, it's it's a big day for me. One, I'm 40 days away from turning 40 years old, so I'm excited about that. I know I don't look a day over 45. I know it's a miracle, right? Um, And the other one is my Chiefs are in the playoffs game again, so... No one? Really? Okay. All right. Well, kind of expected a little more. It's okay. Man, there we go. Uh, So listen, I'm excited about today. The message series we've been in so far uh, has been about one heart. I don't know if we have the logo. Oh, it's up there. You guys are good back there. Um, The one heart message. You guys have been enjoying this message series so far this year. Um, And I'm just going to go into it today. We're excited about uh, the message and the word that you're going to hear today. My goal, my prayer, my hope is that when you walk out of those doors and you go eat your salad, right, keto, you walk out of there today, that you walk out with a plan, a hope, right, that song that Justin was singing, a hope and a future, that you walk out with something tangible that you can go into this year and like Wendy said, re, rejoice, re-up, renew. I'm excited about it. That was a word from the Lord. So uh, the, the main, my title of this Message is fear versus faith versus focus, okay? So when I think about one heart and the the message, this is what was coming to me. So let's go to Jeremiah. This is the verse that the message series has been based on, Jeremiah 32, 39 through 41. It says, I will give them one heart. Everybody say one heart. And one purpose to worship me forever. Juan said, if you don't like worship, I mean, heaven, you know, You better start liking it, right, and joining in, because I'm telling you, that's what we're going to do forever, Uh, for their own good and for the good of all their descendants. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never stop doing good for them. How many of you like that verse? This is God speaking over you. This is God... Tanya had that word during the pre-service meeting for the volunteers. She said that the joy of the Lord is our strength, the joy of God's lordship, the joy of letting God be Lord over our lives. And God says, you do that. I'm going to give you one heart, one worship, one purpose to worship, and I will never stop doing good for you. I will put a desire in, in their hearts to worship me, and they will never leave me. I will find joy in doing good for them and will faithfully and wholeheartedly replant. There's another re replant them in this land. Hallelujah. Listen, that gets me excited because as Darren's been preaching, right, there's a destiny over South Florida. How many of you are like me and you're a transplant? You're not from 
South Florida. Few of us, like 80% of the room, right, um, are not from South Florida. But I'm telling you, when we moved here, it, it was a, a, on a whim. It was a miracle the way things happened. We were in Kansas City, Missouri. We were there. We thought we were going to stay there for the rest of our lives. Then we thought we were going to move to Mexico and be missionaries. We sold our big house. We, we had four acres, sold everything. The four-wheelers got, got rid of it all. We bought a house to rent out so we can go to Mexico. And then God, all of a sudden, in a matter of a week, boom, 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 you're moving to Florida in a month. We're like, okay, Florida. It's closer to Mexico than Kansas, right? We thought we were going, but, uh, but here we are. And from the moment we landed here, we just felt something about God on South Florida. I don't know that we had ever been down here before or traveled here or stayed here much. And we knew that God had brought us here for a reason, right? So we're going to go through some of that today. But God has promises over this generation. Darren said it last week that if we don't fulfill those promises and we don't do our part, it's going to pass on to the next generation. I could tell you, I grew up in the church. I could remember the, the elders in my church when I grew up, but some of them are gone saying that this generation, this is when Jesus is going to come back. This is what we have to do. And they're gone. And, and now it's on us, right? Now it's on us to reach a generation, to reach a people group to reach a region and the nations. Um, so I'm excited. He has a plan and a purpose over this region, this generation, this church, and over you. Everybody say me. Right? When God says you, it's everybody. It's not the person up here with the microphone. It's not just the band. It's not the greeters, just the greeters at the door, just the sound team. It's everybody. God has a purpose over them. Have you ever felt like you were born for something more? Is that in anybody's heart, like you're just kind of going through the motions of life, maybe even pre-Christ? I don't know if if some people grew up, I grew up in the church, I didn't get saved until I was 13, but I grew up in the church, but I always had this feeling like I was born for something more than just what I was doing, than just the rat race, right? Just the cycle of life and, and living and saving and trying to retire, then golfing, then dying. Nothing against golf, nothing. I bought a set of golf clubs once. I haven't used them a lot, but I have a set. When I realized golf wasn't for me, my wife was five months pregnant with my oldest son, and we went and played, and she beat me. I said, this is not my sport. And then we tried to get back into it. We go out to the driving range, and I'm swinging the clubs, and we're just swinging. So I'm I'm hitting my driver, and I'm, I'm horrible. I'm bad. And we're swinging. And what got me into it last year, the men's, we went down for Father's Day down to the, the golf place in Miami, right? And... So I'm out there with my wife, and we're swinging, and I grab my eight iron, and I swing, and I I promise you, I didn't hit the ground. You can watch the tape. The head of my golf club went flying further than the ball did. And I had this, like, 80-year-old guy behind me said, I've been golfing my whole life. I've never seen that. I put the golf clubs back in the shed, and I said, this is not for me. But I knew I was born for something more than just living life. And just maybe letting life live me and go through me, right? Here's what I want to talk to you today. We're talking about fear versus faith versus focus. I want you to grab your pen. If you're you're a note taker, you got a pen. If you take notes in your phone, if you have a tablet, if you don't have a pen or anything, just maybe scratch it in your arm. I want you to write down something. A, if you're pulling out your phone, just do me a favor, put it on silent. I know we love your ringtones, but, you know, keep those for you. But grab your phone, grab your pen, and I want you to write down something that you need faith for in 2020. 
Something that with your hands you cannot accomplish. So everybody think about that for a moment. What do you need faith to interject into your life for, to accomplish in 2020? Maybe it's a job, maybe it's children, maybe it's marriage, relocation, right? You've got a dream inside of you and an invention. You've got something inside of you that God's put there. that You say, this is what I'm supposed to do this year, but I know it's beyond me, and I need some faith to make this happen. Don't write a book. One th- we're just doing one. Th- we're starting with one thing. Everybody got something? Everybody good? Give me a woot, woot. I do that to my employees all the time. They love it. No, they don't. Here's what I want to focus on today. So as you write this down, date it, put a timestamp by it. 119 is favorite date of the year, January 19th, right? Write it down. And make sure that you remember today, because this is the day, I promise you, when you walk out of here today, this is the day where faith starts to intervene in your life and take over some areas of maybe fear that you had in your life about accomplishing this. Maybe it's something big. Maybe you want to start a new business venture, and you're going all in, and you're laying all the chips out there, and if it fails, it fails, and it ruins you. You need a little faith to make that happen. Maybe you got your eyes on a special someone, and this is the year you're going to shoot your shot. Hey, I'm not looking at it. I'm looking above your heads. I'm not looking at anybody in the eyes, right? Maybe this is the year that you've had that invention inside of you. and You don't know how to make it happen. And you're sitting there every week and you're watching Shark Tank and you're like, I should be on there, right? That's me. If a 12-year-old can get a million dollars for a dog treat, come on, somebody, right? I invented something really cool once. It was, a, it was, what do you have on every desk in America? You have a stapler. What's right beside the stapler? A tape dispenser. I called it the tapler. It was phenomenal. So I, I said, how do I patent this? I go to the patent web. Why are, why are we laughing so hard? That was, I thought it was good. It was two in one. You could save like, you know, a square inch of every desk space, you know. And I go to the patent website and someone already patented it. I promise you the date on the patent was like two days after it hit me. And I, we were watching a TV show and it hit me. And someone must have hit someone else too. But I'm telling you, I missed that opportunity. I know. Listen, I can't live in the past. That was like 15 years ago. But I'm going to ask you this year, what side will you be on? We land in 2020. When we fast forward 360-something days now, and you're looking back on 2020, will you have ended the year on the side of faith or the side of fear? And, and who's, in whose hands is that decision? It's, it's in yours. It's on your shoulders, Right? Grab some friends, get some people around you, and let's end this year on the side of faith. But I want to read you guys some, some verses here. What does fear sound like, right? So when you think about that, fear versus faith, what does fear sound like? Let's go to Numbers 13.28. So this is when they send a tw- one of the tw- uh, persons from the 12 tribes in to check out the promised land. They just, Moses just got out of Egypt. They crossed, I mean, they're seeing miracle after miracle right? The, the plagues and everything. They get out, they cross the Red Sea. Now they come to the point of the promised land and they're, they're like, let's go spy out this land. And God sends in the, the 12 spies and they come back with their report. Here's what fear sounds like. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there. Fear sounds like they're bigger than us. I can't do this. There's no way. Do you see the size of this? 
You see the size of this mountain in front of me? There is no way that that's going to happen. And maybe that's inside of your head. And that's sitting there spinning. When you have this idea or you see that, you're like, this fear starts to set in because there's giants there. I could die if I try this. Right? Maybe you've got something inside you. You want to sail around the world and you think about this and I could die trying this. We heard Darren last week wanted to become a pilot. What did he do? He had to start stepping. That's a dangerous thing to start, right? Some people let fear start to set inside of them and they're sitting there screaming at the giants. What else does fear sound like? Let's go to verse 31. But the other men who explored the land with him disagreed and said, we can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. They see giants that are stronger than we are. We can't do this. We can't go to the city and ask them for this building. We can't go and do this. We can't go up against this homeless population and find God's plan for this and how to reach these people. It's bigger than us. We can't do that. It's a bigger problem than just us. I can't solve this. I can't fix that. I can't. I can't. I can't. Right? Fear will start to set in and block you from doing what's in your heart to do. Quicker than you think. I'm telling you, you just wrote that thing down, and by the time you leave today, there's already going to be those thoughts in your head of what can't happen. And that's yourself, that's your flesh, you call it the enemy, right, coming at you and just trying to cripple and bind you up with fear. Another fear, go to Numbers 14, verse 2. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron and said, if only we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness. They say, God, why did you bring us out of slavery? Why did you bring us out of bondage just to die? Does that sound familiar? About 80% of you raise your hand, you're not from South Florida. If, why did you bring us from Kansas? Why did you bring us from Brazil? Why did you bring me from Cuba? Why did you bring me from Canada? Why did you bring me from Tennessee? Why did you bring me here just to die, just to suffer, just to live month to month, just to go through these pains and sufferings? Does that sound familiar? I'm telling you guys, it's a story that's been told over and over and over again throughout history. And it's time for people to stand up and fight that fear with some faith. Last week, I think it was during the, um, the pre-service uh, prayer, Justin was coming in and saying he had a word. And he spoke to the team about just living on the edge of your seat, like living on the edge of faith. I, if you're like me, I love to do work with my hands. So if I want to build something, I go build it. If I want to fix something on my sales team, I go fix it, right? I, I love to see the, the, the production that my hands can do. So when I see a problem, I go do something. So really, though, that's a problem when it comes to faith because when I see something, I think, how can these hands go accomplish that problem that I need to do, right? How can I go fix that? So really, I have to battle and allow faith to come in and believe for things bigger than what these two hands can do, right? I have to believe for something bigger and above and beyond my own abilities and skills. I know what my abilities and skills are. I can't sing. I can't worship. I can worship. I can't do it on a microphone. We'll put it that way, right? I I know where my skills and abilities lie, but I'm telling you that I need to start believing for things that are bigger than me. If I want to see God move in my life, I don't want to see God change 2020. If I want to re-up and, get, and, and renew my mind and rejoice this year, I'm telling you, i got to start believing for God for some big things. Now go back to what you wrote down. Is it big enough? Is it big enough? Do you need to maybe scratch it out and add more to it? I just want to challenge you this year. Let this be the year. 2020. Why not? Why not this church? Why not these, this people? Why not this region? Right? 
This is the year for it for faith. So that's what fear sounds like in there. The fear of rejection, the fear of failure, the fear of isolation. Listen, fear cost that generation their destiny. It also cost them their lives. God sent in 12 spies. Guess how many made it into the promised land? Two, Joshua and Caleb. The rest of them died in the wilderness. God said, because of your fear, you're now going to wander for 40 years until all of you are dead. And they all wandered and they all died. And the only ones that made it in were those that lived with faith. Maybe you're dying. Maybe that dream inside of you has died. Maybe you've wandered around. Maybe you've wandered around your relationships. You've wandered around your job. You've wandered around this church without plugging in and getting in. And that dream inside of you has died. Last week, Darren asked us to pull out our phones and sign up on the Harbor app and serve and and plug into the Friday nights. We're launching Friday nights. And I'm telling you, I was here Tuesday night for the furnace. And I'm telling you, God is moving big time in this place. Big time. If you get a chance to come here on Tuesday night... Woo, like, I get fired up thinking about it, right? I was, I was like, it was Thursday night. I'm like, is there another one that we can go to or what? How many of you guys were here Tuesday night for the furnace? Good stuff. I mean, good, good stuff. And I'm excited. We got, what, three more? Then it kicks off to the first of every, first Tuesday of every month. And then we're launching every week. We're launching the Friday night service. And we're able to reach people that normally can't come on a Sunday morning. Maybe they're working. Maybe they're plugged in somewhere else. And they want to find that faith inside of them. So fear cost them their destiny. It cost them time, 40 years in the wilderness, right? If I'd have gone, I think back, you know, that silly tapler. If I'd have gone to that patent website two days earlier, I could, you know, I could have been anybody. They, could, they would have to change the name of that store, Staples, to Taples. <laughs> Just saying, it was big. I missed out. You laugh, but I'm telling you, it was, a, it was, it was bad. It was not a good... I thought it was good. It was a bad idea. Right? No regrets. So what has fear cost you in your life? Think about that. Think about last year in 2019, right? I'm excited to get out of 2019. I was so pumped to be done with that year, done with the teens, right? I wonder when we're going to start calling it like 20 and 21, like stop saying 2000 or 20 in front of it. Because you think like 1925, they say 25, back in 40, back. When are we going to start? I don't know. That's just, that's how my brain works. Back at 19. Um, but I'm excited to get through that year. Now we talked about fear, right? What does faith sound like? We know there was two sent in there. Joshua and Caleb came out with a, a, a good report, right? God sent one from each tribe in there, 12 of them in there. God likes to work in 12s. The 12 tribes, the 12 disciples, there's 12 donuts in a dozen, right? <laughs> Something about that number. So what does faith sound like? Numbers 13, thir- I know if you're keto, I just want to say, please don't. Please don't. It hurts right there. I know. I'm sorry. I'll eat one for you. Numbers 1330. This is what faith sounds like. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses and said, let's go at once and take the land. He said, we can certainly conquer it. I want to focus on a couple words here. Go, take. What are those words? Action. Caleb said, let's be a people of action. God said we're supposed to have this. Why are you guys so afraid? Let's go. Let's take this land. We can certainly conquer it. Right? This is what faith sounds like. You ever been around someone that's just always that person of faith? Right? Always like 
you're saying this, and oh, I'm a tough week. And they're like, come on, step up. This is what God has for you. Whatever. You need to surround yourself with those kind of people. Surround yourself with it. And then it starts to get inside of you, and you're starting to say, yeah, we can do it. We can, I can conquer this. I can climb that hill. I can invent this. I can get that job, right? I can do this in my life. Faith for the impossible. Numbers 14, 7. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. Right? Faith for the nations. Come on. Faith for a different people group. They traveled. They explored. They went and they saw it. They brought back grapes. They had to, took two people to carry a thing of grapes on their shoulders. I mean, grapes this big. They, they bring back the vine and show them, look, this is what we're going for. Right? This is what we're chasing. This is what we're going for. We travel through it. We can do this. Faith sounds like action. Faith is not sitting back and waiting. Darren was saying that last week. If God, if, if you feel like God has called you to do something, if you go back to what you wrote down and you're looking at what you want to accomplish in 2020, what action steps? I'm a, I'm a very practical person. I like to know what can I start doing to get the ball rolling? What can I do? Because it's on my shoulders. Am I going to sit there when I go to heaven and I'm, I'm, you know, I picture myself walking through the pearly gates and God asked me, hey, listen, I put this in your heart. Why didn't that happen? Well, you know, I sat there and waited, God. I mean, I was sitting there. I was ready. I was sitting in my room. I had my suitcase packed, just waiting for an airline ticket to come in my mailbox and tell me where I'm supposed to go. God called me to missions. I'm ready to go. I just, I'm waiting for it to show up. I'm not saying an airline ticket won't show up. I've had checks show up in the mail at the right time. Amen. I mean, I've, I've given my last literal last dollars. And then the next day go check the mail and there's a check in the mail for me. Like, I was like, you know, felt like the widow and her last night. Like, here we go. We're going to die. I go eat my last thing of ramen noodles and I'm out and I got a check in the mail. You could buy so much ramen noodles with like 20 bucks. It's phenomenal. <laughs> Faith sounds like action. I go to, I, I go to James 2, 18, right? You guys, I don't think I have this verse up there, but this verse always comes to mind. It says, someone will say to you, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Listen, you don't get saved by works. Let me be very, very clear. You're saved by grace. Okay, I don't want to confuse that. A lot of people confuse that. Well, me, what do you mean I have to do work? The Bible says I'm saved by grace. Yes, it does. The Bible also says you can show your faith by your works. I love it when we were out, remember uh, last year we were painting the houses down on that street in, in Pompano, we're going painting houses for people. Listen, I could stand in that street all day long and sit there and say, paint, apply to the house. And I can have faith for it to happen. But you know what it took? Rolling up my sleeves, grabbing a roller, putting some paint on the house, up and down and all over the house, right? And making it look beautiful. Faith by works. You can sit there and go tell someone that you love them. You can find someone in need and tell them that I love you, I'm praying for you. Someone comes up to you and says, man, I just lost my job. I'm having a hard time. My bills are due or whatever. You sit there and say, I'll pray for you, which is great. But if you got an extra 20 bucks in your wallet... And it blesses them more than it hurts you. You see what I'm saying? Let's start showing our faith by our works. 
If you wrote down what you have for this year, start thinking about those practical steps that you can make forward and you can step forward into that destiny. And when you fast forward 360 something days from now and you're looking back on 2020, think what are the steps that I took towards that in, that, in, my, in 2020? In my faith, in my beliefs, right? And then you mix that. The beautiful thing about Jesus, right? Is you take that one step, he takes like a thousand, you know? Man, you take that one step towards God and he's like, I got you. How many of the disciples stepped out on the boat? Take that one step towards me and I got you, I promise you. And I'm, I've, tried, I've tried to walk on water so many times. I went to an Acquire the Fire conference. It was Teen Mania Ministries when I was younger, right? And we were, we were jazzed up. And we were in uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia, and we were worshiping. And there was probably 5,000 teenagers in this place. And we were worshiping God. And we were singing that song, Our God is an Awesome God. And the guy was on the keys. And we're singing it. And, we're singing. and I thought, the roof of this place is going to blow off like God is here. I mean, it was so tangible. We went back to the hotel. In the pool, she boom, right to the bottom. It's like, man, I tried, though. I tried. <sighs> Maybe I shouldn't have put my bathing suit on first. I don't know. That's where my faith kind of doubted a little bit there. But I'm trying to do those steps, right? It says in James 2.20, But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Don't look back at the end of 2020. Don't look back tomorrow and what you wrote down and just sit there and, well, I, I wrote it down. Brian said, write it. I wrote it. It's up there. We had a guy come to our youth group in Kansas. Um, he wrote that book, One Word That Will Change Your Life. It's a real small book. Anyone read that book? One Word That Will Change. And his big thing is, man, we can have a vision for the year. This We focus on one word like for the year that we're going after. right? My word, it's two words. You can do a sentence, right? <laughs> My, my, my one for 2020 is level up. And I didn't come up with that. It's my company's. I just stole it, so sorry. But mine is level up. And I think about that. Level up in my leadership. Level up in my relationships. Level up in my parenting skills. Level up in my every area, my finances. Level up in 2020. That's what I'm chasing this year. But if I don't start taking some practical steps towards that, I'm just going to sit back and wait for my life to level up, let it happen. Right? I'm telling you guys, this, I'm a very practical person, and I want you to walk away today with the ability and some go-tos and some, some ideas of how to go make this happen in your life. Amen? Faith sounds like get to versus have to. I want you to, I want you to change this. We're going into the focus part. It's fear versus faith versus focus. You have to change your focus. Start using the phrase, I get to versus I have to. I get to go to work today. I get to go to work today because I have a job and so many around me don't. I get to pay my bills today because I have a job to pay those bills. I have a roof over my head. I have a car that I can drive. I get to love on my significant other today because God blessed me with a beautiful wife, right? I get to parent my kids today. Not I have to. I have to write this paper for school. No, I get to write this paper for school. Come on. Change your focus this year on get to versus have to. We get to go to church. Think about how many nations out there that cannot. We get to come to church and worship with a phenomenal worship team and hear these amazing messages every Sunday morning. We get to plug in and do life together with people. 
I'm telling you, if you're coming here and you're just, man, I'm on the edge of my seat. I don't know. I love this place, the harbor. But I'm, I promise you, if you hear anything I, I say today, hear this. Plug in somewhere to this church. More than filling up a, a seat on Sunday morning. Above and beyond that, if it's serving on Tuesday nights, if it's serving on Friday nights or Sunday morning, joining a small group. And Listen, I'm telling you, plug in. If it's in the parking team, the worship team you want to try out for, whatever area it is, plug into something else. We had a testimony from a, a, a girl that was coming to church here for a while and was on the edge. Was on the edge of her seat and just kind of loving the church, loving what was happening, but wasn't really making connections. She signed up on the harbor app, started to serve an area, and now she's like, I've, got, I've found my best friends. I found my best friends here. I love coming to church here now because I get to see my best friends every week and we created this bond with them. My wife and I were on the prayer team for a year. We created a bond with people that we have forever by serving on the prayer team and doing that. It was phenomenal. I'm telling you, like, I remember Amanda Leah taught us in a Harbor Wave class. And when you create friends, when you plug in and you do things and you go through life together. Amen? Change your focus in 2020. When you're in the middle of something, it's hard to focus on it, Right? I'm 40 days away from turning 40. I bought some new beard balm, and I'm trying to read the instructions last night on it. Oh, my goodness. I, was, I had the can, and I'm trying zooming out. and zoom. I had to change my focus a few times on there. I mean, they, I think they do that on purpose, you know. They're probably partnered up with, like, Eyeglass World or something. But I'm telling you, like, I was like, whoa. Sometimes I, you know, a trick. So, you know, I take a picture with my phone, then I just zoom in. Oh, there there's the instructions. I can read perfectly. Right? It works. But when you're in the middle of something, it's hard to kind of see. You ever heard that saying, like, you're in the weeds, you're in the middle of the weeds? Right? I know in the corporate world, we like to use a term, you know, like you got to zoom out and fly at 3,000 or 30,000 feet and zoom out. But sometimes when you're in the middle of a problem or the middle of a crisis, it's really hard to focus on what is really happening. Because all you see is your immediate surrounding. You see your immediate consequence of this next decision that you have to make. And you don't zoom out and see the domino effect that that could have towards good or bad towards your life, right? You're so stuck in the middle of it. And I I challenge you to change your focus, to zoom out, change your focus, get the bigger picture. How do you do this? you got to partner up with people and do life together. You cannot do it on your own. I promise you. Find friends that you can connect with shoulder to shoulder and say, let's do life together. Call them up once a week. I'm, I'm going through this. I'm, I'm stuck in the weeds. I need some help looking at this. And from an outside perspective, I'm telling you, they can look at something and say, man, like, they're looking at it from a different perspective from you. They're sitting there saying, well, you should try to do this or make this step or whatever. And you're like, thank you. You ever watch those TV game shows where, like, people are blindfolded and someone is screaming at them for directions of where to go and they have to direct them through a maze? And every time someone runs their face right into a pole... They're not listening to the person giving them directions. Why would we not listen to someone in our life? Find some people in your life that you can plug into and listen to. Caleb and Joshua saw the promise. Their focus, they went to the promised land, and what did they see? A land flowing with milk and honey. They said the land we traveled through was beautiful. They said we are able to go and take this land. They had a focus. The other ten came back with fear. They saw the same thing. Did they not go on the same trip? God sent all 12 out. They didn't go two different ways. You 10 go this way. Caleb and I are going over here. They saw the same thing, but they had a different focus in their life. 
They had a focus of faith in their life. They came back and said, yeah, we got this. It's not even a question. Hands down, we can accomplish this. They saw the same. I think about that in your life. How many times someone tells you something and they're like, "What? what did they see? What did they go after? Did we not see the same thing? For us to have an impact in our church, in our region, we have to have the same focus. I go to Philippians 3, 12 through 14, and this is from the passage, or the Passion Translation. And this is Paul saying, I love, I love this verse and I love this translation of it. Paul, I mean, you consider Paul a pretty good Christian, right? He's, he knows, I mean, he wrote two-thirds in the New Testament. He's a he's pretty, like, tier A Christian, if there's tears. There's not. I didn't want to offend nobody. There's not. But if there was, he would be, he'd be up there, right? This is Paul. Paul's saying, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I am pursuing. Paul. Paul. Paul says this. I haven't yet got it. I don't have it yet, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill. I asked you earlier, do you feel like you were born for something more? Do you feel like you're born with a purpose on the inside of you, eternity on the inside of you? I don't depend on my own strength, my own ability to accomplish this. However, this is where we are. I do have one compelling focus. Everybody say one focus. We're in a one heart series and I'm telling you, this is where we turn the corner. Today, January 19th is where you turn the corner. One compelling focus. I forget all of the past. I forget 2019. I'm done. I forget my mistakes, my failures. I forget my mess ups. I forget my victories from last year. I'm focusing on ahead because guess what? Today is a new day. This is a new year. Last year's victories will not sustain me today. Today's going to have its own issues and problems that I need to solve with God and the own things that I need to have faith for this year. I'm going to forget 2019. And I fasten my heart to the future instead. run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. This is where we change our focus right now, today, right here. As you sat and wrote that one thing down at the beginning of the message today, now's the time where you change that focus and you turn that corner and now you start in that home stretch of running towards this everything you've got forgetting the past one compelling focus one thing I'm doing is I'm going to live by faith in 2020 I'm going to serve more I'm going to give more I'm going to love more I'm going to work harder I'm going to be the best employee my boss has ever seen right this is what I'm going to do in 2020 I'm going to win I'm going to dominate 2020 not by my own ability but by the faith of Jesus Christ on the inside of me I'm going to regain some ground that I lost God planted you here in South Florida for such a time as this 
such a time as this. I challenge you today to change your focus. We have something at our work that we do. That my, my, my vice president says this all the time. He said, there's two types of people. He said, those that look out the window and they point the finger and they blame everybody for all their problems. Well, this is why I couldn't do this because my boss hates me. This is why I couldn't do that because this person, you know, traffic. I was late to work because of traffic, right? They, they, they point the fingers at everybody else and say, well, this is why 2019 was a horrible year and this is why I failed or this is why when I wrote that thing down, I didn't get it because, because, because. That's one type. And there's a second type of person that says, instead of looking out the window, looks in the mirror. It says, if it is to be, it begins with me. What you wrote down, this one compelling focus, what do you need faith for this year? I'm telling you, it starts in your heart. Starts. And you couple that with the love of Jesus Christ. You couple that with the counseling of a phenomenal small group. You couple that with coming here and soaking in the furnace on Tuesday nights and just getting Jesus all over you in faith, right? You come here serving on Friday nights and plugging in. And I'm telling you, by serving, you get way more blessed than just by attending. I, I can promise you that. I can. There's a special anointing on volunteers, right? I want to end with this. Tuesday night, we did a, a rapid-fire prayer Julie had people come up and pray and this young young lady came up and had this word and I just want to share the word for you today she said there's a secret room where you're hiding your shame she painted a picture of a house and you're getting the house ready for guests and you make it all beautiful and ready you clean up everything's nice but everybody's got a junk drawer or maybe a junk room or a junk garage where you just kind of kick everything and shut the door and lean against it to make sure nothing comes out right she said there's a secret room where you're hiding your shame your guilt and your secret sin from God God is saying I want to be in that room let me into that room I want to invite you I want you to invite me into that room to come and clean the house that was her word from Tuesday night and I was sitting there right there Tuesday night just soaking it up saying oh God please I don't want to end 2020 and think coulda, woulda, shoulda because I didn't invite God into every area of my life. Right? There's something that you're maybe holding on to. Some fear, some shame, some guilt, anger, bitterness. None of that stuff sounds nice. There's something you're holding on to that you just got to let God in. Say, God, have it all. Every room every nook, every cranny, come on. It's 2020, God. I'm changing the game. I'm going to level up in 2020. It's it's all or nothing this year. This is what I'm focusing on. Can we have our prayer team come forward? Can everybody just stand up for me real quick? As we wrap today, we're going to have our prayer team up here, and I encourage you, if you need to partner with someone, come down to the front and get some prayer. Partner with God and what's going on. But everybody look at me. I want to end with this. Remember what you wrote down today. Remember what do you need faith for in 2020? What is above and beyond your own ability, your own skills that you can do? What do you need God to step in and say, God, me and you, we got this. 
on my own? Impossible. But me and God, we can do this. What do you need faith for? Share it with somebody. I challenge you to share that word that you wrote down, that sentence that you wrote down. Share it. Get an accountability partner and share that with somebody. Somebody that week over week, every week this year, you can sit there and call each other up. And maybe you set that time every Friday at 3 o'clock or whatever it is. Every Sunday we get to church early or we stay after and we go into the Sunday morning cafe and we talk about it and we share how is God doing? Where's your faith at this week for that that you're believing for? Amen. I believe in God for a phenomenal 2020. I believe in God, not just for me and for my family, for this church, for what we're doing in the region here in South Florida and the hearts and desires that all of you have in your hearts. Hallelujah. If you need prayer, come forward. If you need to go get your kids, please go get your kids and and relieve our children's workers. And if you want to come back for prayer afterwards, but let's go after 2020 with faith instead of fear. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.